Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. Ever been forgiven for something you didn't deserve forgiveness for? Or ever forgiven somebody something they didn't deserve forgiveness for? In all likelihood, if the second is true, it's probably because the first is true. If you've forgiven someone that didn't deserve forgiveness, there's likely an instance or many that you didn't deserve forgiveness and you received it as well. We're going to talk these next several weeks about this idea of our being forgiven and how when we understand the depth and, and, and how completely we've been forgiven, it's far easier to forgive others. We'll look at this morning and in the coming weeks. Learn a lot about forgiving ourselves and, and learning to forgive others as well as we've been forgiven and understand this concept of forgiveness. It's, um, it's a real game changer in how we live. Folks who understand forgiveness live differently. They just do. They make decisions differently. They handle money differently. They do relationships differently. Folks that understand and grasp their forgiveness daily live differently. They make different choices, make different decisions. That's where I want us to, to see in, in this study go and, and, and where this can and should take us this, these next few weeks. Turn to Matthew chapter 6, if you will, today. We're going to look at this idea of our being forgiven to forgive others. Matthew chapter 6 is Jesus speaking in the Lord's Prayer and in a couple of verses that follow. beginning verse 9 says this. Then this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For you forgive others if you forgive others when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. First thing I want us to see today at four from this text is, is this, that we should forgive others because our debt is forgiven. Our debt is forgiven. Look at, again at verse 12. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Our sin causes each of us to have a due bill, a debt that we couldn't otherwise pay apart from Christ's work at the cross. But if you know Jesus as your Savior, that debt that would otherwise come due at Judgment Day is forgiven, is wiped clean, if you know him as your Savior. This is Jesus saying that the sin of others against us, their debt should be forgiven in the same way that our debt has been, been forgiven. He goes further, though, to say, if you read this verse in reverse, in essence, to say, as you have forgiven, so you will receive forgiveness by the same token. You can expect that same kind of forgiveness from God. Oftentimes, the more recent the wound, the harder it is to forgive. The, the, the more time it's passed, years, decades, the easier it is to forgive and move on. But more recent wounds uh, are harder to forgive. The takeaway then is that it doesn't matter if it's yesterday or if it's 20 years ago. 
we're still called to cancel that debt of that other person because our debt has been canceled. Our debt has been forgiven. Secondly, we should forgive others because they continue to need it. Look at verse 14. Because they continue to need it. If you forgive others when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Notice that the word forgive and the word sin in verse 14 are present tense, not past. And most Greek scholars would, would look at those as a what's called continuous present tense, meaning that it continues to forgive and continues to, to as the sin continues its will. So the fact that they're um, not just a one-time deal and move on, but we forgive and, and continue to forgive as the sin continues. Listen to Hebrews chapter 9, verses 24 to 28. For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands. It was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself, now to appear for us in God's presence. Nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again. In this way, as a high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood that is not his own. Otherwise, Christ would have had to suffer many times since the creation of the world. But he appeared once for all at the culmination of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment, so Christ was, was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. And he will appear a second time, not to, bring, to, to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. He's saying in Hebrews 9, that sacrifice was one time and was complete for all time. Uh, he's, he's saying that his forgiveness is continuous and ours is to be that way also. Um, you'd ask, what if they know what they're doing when they hurt us? What if they know what they're doing when they sin against us? There are no stipulations in this verse that if they know what you shouldn't forgive, there's no, there's no, uh, no hurtful or offensive thing that shouldn't be forgiven. This passage has no conditions, no provisions, no, no stipulations, uh, nothing like that. It's, he's saying forgive, and if necessary, forgive again, and if necessary, forgive again, and if necessary, forgive again, and again, and again. Why? Because sin occurs again, and again, and again, and he forgives us that way, again, and again, and again. That's exactly how, how God has forgiven us, and how we should continue to forgive others um, through the shed blood of Jesus on the cross. Hebrews just said that that is a once-for-all situation, meaning once-for-all people, and once for all time. That he died once, and that forgiveness was once for all sin of all people for all time. Uh, if, if that is good enough, then it should be good enough for us to share with others as well because they continue to need it. We should forgive because our debt is forgiven, because they continue to need it. But thirdly, we should forgive others because there are consequences. Look at verse 15 with me. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. If you do not forgive, your Father will not forgive. That's a pretty straightforward consequence, isn't it? Uh, Leanne and I were talking a couple of weeks ago as school started about kids' behavior. And I ask her about it every day when she comes home, like this. How are the children today? Well, this one did this and this one did. And the stories are... Again, 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 same, some of the same stories occur over and over and over again because there was a day when there was consequence to behavior in school. 
that day is lessening and lessening and lessening. Teachers have less authority. There, there's less consequential behavior for kids. And, and w when you are, when you raise kids where the children are the center of the universe and can do no wrong, they go to school thinking that as well. They can do no wrong, do whatever they want. And there's no consequence for it. And in large part, uh, probably, let me give them the benefit of the doubt. Good and well-meaning psychologists, pause, have totally wrecked our education system. Um, and that's, that's a rabbit I'm not going to chase any further than that just to say that, that there are no consequences to, to behavior anymore and oftentimes there are no consequences at home either when the kid gets at home if they're the center of the universe uh, if, if, they, if, if they are especially in a single parent situation or a situation where both parents work and feel guilty about it because they have to work but they can't spend as much time with their kids and so they give kids whatever they want whenever they want it and there's no consequence for behavior that's not uh, that's out of line. There are consequences, though, to sin. There are consequences to a lack of forgiveness on our part as well. He says in verse 15, if you do not forgive, your father will not forgive. Sometimes we're like school kids ourselves, thinking there's no consequences to our behavior. There's no consequence for our sin. But there should be consequences for those who have wronged us, right? It doesn't work that way. So the consequences go, go both ways. Why is it that we have such a hard time, I wonder, seeing and grasping the filth of our own sin and how we so easily see that in others. Can't see it in our own, in our own, in our own lane, but can see that in those next to us, those around us, those that have wronged us. Uh, that's our enemy, the devil, who's trying to do two things, both of which are lies. The first is this, is that he wants us to see degrees and categories of sin. He wants us to always see their sin is worse than my sin. And that sin is worse than this sin. That's the first thing he does. Second thing he does is he wants us to see ourselves as entitled to God's forgiveness. And if we see ourselves as entitled to, God, to God's forgiveness, it's far easier to see others' sin as their own sin and ours as, as forgiven continually. Well, it doesn't work that way. Our, our sin has consequence just as other sin has consequence. Uh, it's in, in God's eyes, there is no their sin and my sin. It's all sin. I mean, sin is sin. And, and, and it beckons our need for forgiveness and our need to forgive. That's why when we, as I said earlier, we get a clear picture of how deeply and how completely we've been forgiven. It's far easier to forgive someone else. When we understand the depth of our, our, our own forgiveness, uh, it's, it's easy to forgive someone who's either wronged us or wronged someone we love. It's hard to forgive. We should forgive because our debt is forgiven, because they continue to need it, because there are consequences. But finally, we should forgive others because we all need it. I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 3, if you will. This text will be on the screen as well, but uh, Colossians 3.13 says this. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgives you gave you. Bear with each other and forgive each other if there's a grievance against you. The phrase, bear with each other, carries with it this assumption that not only do we need to, to uh, write anyone off who has sinned against us, but it goes further. It's, it's, it, it pushes us further to, to, to think that let's help them back up. Let's bear with them. Let's walk with them. Let's, let's, let's reach down and, and grab their sin, even against us. 
and help them back up on the right path. That's forgiveness that goes beyond just the cleaning of the slate. And many of us would look at forgiveness and think, well, I'm not mad anymore. This goes way beyond just not choosing not to be mad anymore. This goes into engaging that person, uh, coming alongside that person to, to, to help them back up and, and to hope they would do the same for us. It's the kind of forgiveness that, that seeks to keep the relationship intact and not just write it off or cancel it. Uh, because why, why is that important? Because just as they have a grievance against us today, we may have a grievance against them next week or vice versa. So he says to bear with each other and forgive one another. Uh, that's how the last phrase of this verse says, as the Lord forgave you. And how did the Lord forgive you? He bears with you again and again and bears your burdens and bears, bears your own sin. Looking at the cross every time we sin instead of our, of our own sin. So he's calling us to, to, to do that same thing, to bear, bear each other's burdens, bear, to bear with, with each other in sin, just as the Lord forgave us. He bears with us. He doesn't write us off. He doesn't cancel us. He seeks to come after us and forgive us and keep the relationship in, intact, the relationship in place. So if you're married or you're a parent, this is easier for you to understand. If you're not, it's, it's a little harder to grasp, but uh, it's... We're called to bear with those we love sometimes and with those that are harder to love. And, and, and bearing, bearing with each other is, I know it's a hurdle that is difficult to cross in forgiveness because many of us just want to have the anger done away with. And the Holy Spirit will prompt us and help us with that as well. But just because the anger is gone doesn't mean there's true forgiveness. True forgiveness occurs when we step into that person's relationship with them and engage them and draw them back into fellowship. And hopefully they us as well. And that's, that's a different kind of forgiveness than this world would define. That's how the scripture defines it today. Uh, it is, it's deeper than just some kind of surface dealing with emotion and moving on. There's much more to it than that. As we close today, I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me if you will. And as you do that, I want to pose a question to you, and it's this. In all likelihood, as we've talked through today, this, this idea of forgiving others as we've been forgiven, God has brought to your mind someone who needs to be forgiven. Who is that? Who has he brought to your mind today that needs to be forgiven? It may be a, uh, a recent wound that has occurred in your life. It may be something that's occurred decades ago. But who is it that God's brought to your mind that needs your forgiveness? That's the person you need to pursue. That's the person you need to engage. That's the person you need, you need to bear with and walk with. The person you need to, to, to keep the relationship intact, at least so long as it depends on you. Now, look back up here at me, if you will. Don't, don't miss this today. You are forgiven. You say, Tim, you don't know what I've done. I don't, I don't care what you've done. You are, according to his word, forgiven. God has forgiven you, but he has forgiven you to forgive others. Not just to, to relish in the depth of his, of his forgiveness and forget about sharing that with someone else, but to relish in the depth of his forgiveness and allow that to spill over out of our conversation, out of our attitudes, out of our love for someone else. We've been forgiven and called to forgive. Uh, I know it's hard, you say, you don't know the hurt that it's caused. No, I don't. But I've been hurt before too. 
And I know how difficult it is to forgive someone who's hurt you, especially sometimes it's harder for me to forgive someone who's hurt someone I love than than me. But that's what he's called us to do, is we have been forgiven to forgive. We're going to delve much deeper into this over the next several weeks. I hope you'll be here and and share with friends to come, especially someone that's... uh, that struggles with forgiveness, encourage him to, to come and, and share with us in these, in these next few weeks. Let's pray. Father, today as we get a picture of the cross as our ultimate forgiveness today, would you cause us to crucify our own emotions, our own value, our own self-worth, and lay that at the foot of the cross today to find true forgiveness so that our self-worth, our value, Our goodness is not a hurdle to have to climb over to forgive someone else. If we can lay that at your feet, where it's no longer an idol, it's no longer a challenge, we're no longer better than them. It's no longer my sin or their sin, it's just our sin. Would you help us see that today that you died for our sin to forgive all of us the same way and have forgiven us so deeply and so completely to forgive others in that same way. Give us the strength to do that. Give us the, the urgency and, and the guidance of your Holy Spirit. Remind us of these, of these scriptures that we, re- we read today. Bring those back to our memory tomorrow with someone we work with that's, that's hard to work with, hard to forgive, with a family member that, that, that's hard to forgive for, for some wrong that they've done against us or, or maybe per, perhaps that's against them that we need to ask for their forgiveness. But teach us this concept of forgiveness by looking at Jesus, not at ourselves looking at how deeply, how completely, and the depths of our forgiveness should cause us and move us to be forgivers as well. Do those, stir those things up in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church, helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, biblical, and contagious walk with Christ.